Hey everyone, thanks for downloading Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Randy and Dave having a good time doing these things, and we appreciate y'all. Today we're going to do a little show on train songs. Dave's dug deep into research on train songs, so uh, thanks for listening in. Hello and welcome back to Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Randy Houston here with you. And I hear that train coming, <laughs> rolling down the line. We said we'd go talk about train songs, and here we go. Yeah, and we talked about Johnny Cash on our last podcast, and there's so many uh, more Johnny Cash stories that uh, we could tell, but I have one which relates to a train song. Please, uh, yeah, because Johnny was, uh, he was partial to the train songs, too. Hey, Porter, hey, Porter, remember that? Oh, On the yeah. old Sun Records, one of his first recordings. Yeah. If not his first. Yeah, yeah. On Sun Records was Hey, Porter. Yeah. But then he uh, came along with the Folsom Prison Blues, and I hear that train a-coming, and that's one of his signature songs. A lot of times he'd open his show, Hello, I'm Johnny Cash, and then he'd go into... Doom, 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 doom. And uh, another train song was the Orange Blossom Special, and I have a story about that. Okay. Johnny had a, you remember the recording, vocal recording of the Orange Blossom Special? Oh, yeah. Which is a bluegrass fiddle tune standard. Yeah. Up-tempo, hard driving. Johnny tells a story, or told a story, about being in Miami performing with the Carter family. And this elderly gentleman walks into the dressing room. Somehow he was able to get past uh, the doorkeepers and get to Johnny's dressing room and addressed him as Mr. Cash. Johnny said, I'd never seen the man in my life, but there's some kind of magnetism about the man. And I invited him to sit down. And he said, Johnny, I, I just wanted to thank you for recording one of my songs, the Orange Blossom Special. It was the man. Irvin Rouse, who wrote the Orange Blossom Special. Amazing. And that's a true story Johnny told about meeting the man who wrote Orange Blossom Special. And also he wrote a bluegrass classic called uh, um, Sweeter Than Flowers, Sweeter Than the Flowers. And the Stanley Brothers, if you want to hear that, pull it up and listen to it. Yeah. The Bluegrass Classic, Sweeter Than the Flowers, talking about his mother. Kind of a sad song. And Mother Maybell, who was on that show with Johnny, remembered uh, that song. And they got uh, Irvin Rouse to go out and found a fiddle for him. And he fiddled the Orange Blossom Special. And then he and Mother Maybell sang sweeter than the flowers. Now, those are the only two songs that Irvin Cash wrote that made an impact. And he spent most of his life building dune buggies, not dune buggies, but uh, swamp buggies down there in the Everglades. (laughs) He lived there near the Everglades, if not in the Everglades, and he built the, you've seen them go over the water, these with big propellers on them, these mm-hmm. swamp buggers. Airboats. Airboats type things. Yeah. Build them for fishermen and, and other people, recreational 
people that used them on the Ever- in the Everglades. Wow. You know, music business is not, it's difficult. And it's, it's easier now, I guess, if you can establish yourself. But you think of all these great uh, performers down through the years, traveling all the time, no health insurance in most cases because they're self-employed. It's a hard life. Unless you hit it big, it's a hard life. They need a, most of them need a day job, <clears throat> need a day gig. Yeah, something on the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we were talking uh, about Johnny and, and leading into this story about train songs, but uh, one of the uh, biggest regrets, uh, and I came along behind you and served as the MC of most of the country shows in the decade of the 80s uh, at the Asheville Civic Center. I had an opportunity to meet a lot of people, a lot of country stars. I never met Johnny Cash, and I never was able to get uh, – I, I went into a different – facet of radio and missed the the days of the highwayman uh mm-hmm. the highwayman willie and waylon and johnny and chris and uh, they toured in the 90s and had hit songs and stories and uh one of the songs of many that they did on their concert series was featured willie and riding on the city of new orleans that's right, and uh, Steve Goodman wrote that song. Yeah. Arlo Guthrie had the first big hit with City of New Orleans. The train still runs, by the way, named the City of New Orleans from still Chicago runs. to New Orleans Amtrak. Wow. Now, uh, I don't know if I think Amtrak leases the tracks. I don't know who owns the tracks. Yeah. The old Illinois Central train mm-hmm. ran from Chicago to New Orleans, and Steve Goodman wrote that song on that train. That's, That's a, a train song. song that was written on the train. It's he was riding to New Orleans song. to visit his uh, in-laws. Oh, man. And he tells the story. The late Steve Goodman, who died way too young, died of leukemia, found out when he was in college he had leukemia, and died at age, I believe, 36, 34, 36, something like that. But he told how he got Arlo Guthrie to record that great train song, City of New Orleans. Uh, he was in, uh, 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 Steve Goodman was from Chicago, and Arlo Guthrie was uh, playing a pub or uh, uh, honky-tonk there in Chicago. And Steve Goodman went to the show and afterwards made his way up to uh, Arlo Guthrie and said, i got a song I, I'd like to sing for you. Reluctantly, Arlo Guthrie said, okay, but here's the deal, son. You got to buy me a beer, and I'll give you as much time to sing your songs (laughs) as it takes me to drink the beer. And when I finish the beer, we're done, and you're out of (laughs) here. That's all the time you get. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's a funny story. He sang City of New Orleans, and Arlo fell for it. (laughs) Big time. Recorded it. It was a big smash hit. oh man and and many of you may recognize the name steve goodman from the david allen co song you never even call me by my name uh you know the song <laughs> of uh i was drunk the day my mom got out of prison that <laughs> that song the steve, steve goodman, goodman song. david allen co in the 
in the recitation part of that song says a friend of mine named <laughs> Steve Goodman wrote that song and Steve Goodman wrote that song also uh, along with a little help from John Prine John Prine John Prine helped him oh. write that song but John would not take any credit for it and we talked about jukeboxes one day on this program and John Prine was a big fan of jukeboxes and because he refused to take any credit for helping uh, Steve Goodman write that song that uh, Steve Goodman bought him an elaborate jukebox and it showed up on a truck at his home unannounced one morning says thanks for everything Steve Goodman they say Steve Goodman was one of the great people ever in the music business and uh, and so was John Prine so was John Prine exactly you took the words out of my mouth I, I can see how those birds of a feather <laughs> flock together both great people and fantastic songwriters. I must admit that I did not become the John Prine fan that I am now until after his death. And I regret that, but boy, have I become a John Prine groupie. I love every one of his songs and listen to them repeatedly. Same here. Uh, John Prine's music was not, what they refer to now, I think, mostly is radio-friendly. That's it. You and I were in country radio a lot. And, and his it, songs were that not that commercial. We didn't get them. We didn't get them. We weren't in the main vein in country with John Prine music, and I regret that. But, boy, I'm sure glad I didn't wait too late. Waiting for a train all around the water tank. Waiting for a train. Is that a Jimmy Rogers song? Jimmy Rogers and one of the first really big train song hits. Really? Okay. And of course, he had a connection to Asheville. Oh, yeah. And to Bristol, Tennessee. He was living in Asheville, Jimmy Rogers was, when uh, he went over to Bristol to make his first record. I think he was on WWNC, wasn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, there's uh, there's history with him in uh, 570, yep, when the old Citizen Times building and the uh, live auditorium they had there. And gosh, everybody has recorded, <clears throat> not everybody of course, but just about everybody of note has recorded that song, Waiting for a Train. All around <clears throat> the water tank. And you know, young people may not understand the water tank part. Steam, the old steam, steam engines exactly. had to have water, yeah. and a train could, about every 100 miles or so, they'd have a water tank, and the train would stop, and that was one of the best places for a hobo to catch a train. Yeah. Remember Boxcar Willie? Oh, yeah. He had some train songs, Didn't of course. Didn't he, though? Yeah. And another huge train song was the Wabash Cannonball. Wow. Roy Aka. Yeah. yeah. It was it was his signature song and I just wonder how many times the late Roy Acuff sang Wabash Cannonball. Hmm. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That brings up, you know, you've heard the uh artists talk about if you have a hit song out of that, you better get ready to sing that song for the rest of your <laughs> life. <laughs> and another of the really old train songs is the wreck of the old 97s. Yeah. That was a Johnny Cash hit, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, but I think uh, Vernon Dalhart 
had it back in Originally, the 20s, okay. something like that. Yeah. There was actually a train wreck, the old 97. Yeah. And there was a song about it, and it was along with the Jimmy Rogers waiting for a train, early train songs. But there have been so many. Another one that comes to my mind that's the favorite of just about everybody's Red Foley and the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Oh, boy. That song has been recorded by so many people. Asleep at the Wheel does an incredible job of Chattanooga Choo Choo. Oh, man, Asleep at the Wheel, that's one of my favorite bands. Mine, too. Brother Ray Benson. Yeah. There uh, There was a lady from... North Carolina, born in Chapel Hill. I believe she was raised in Carborough, a black lady. Most people won't know her name. But if you go online and do a little research, you'll find out what an, uh, what an inspirational, talented figure Elizabeth Cotton, nicknamed Leba Cotton, was. And she wrote another Train song's been recorded by just about everybody. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. I remember Jim and Jesse had a hit on that. Oh, a lot of people have recorded freight train. I forget how many. I read how many, but it's way up there in the dozens of recordings of Libby Cotton's waiting, uh, train, uh, not waiting for a train, but freight train. Now, she uh, was... Uh, a domestic worker, as a lot of uh, black ladies were back in her day. And uh, she, I believe it was Washington, D.C. She had gotten married and then divorced and was working at a department store in the uh, toy section of the department store, the doll section. And this young lady got lost. And Elizabeth reconnected her with her family in that department store. She got acquainted with the the mother and became friends with this uh, family. And I stand corrected, but I'm going to use Washington. I think it might have been Washington. But it was the Seeger family. Pete Seeger, yeah. Charles Seeger, Mike Seeger. She went to work for the Seeger family. Okay. And their music family. I think, I'm pretty sure it was Washington because Charles Seeger, I believe, worked for the Smithsonian or was connected to the government in some way music-wise. And one day they walked in. One of the members of the family walked in the house and heard guitar being played. And, of course, being a music family, there were guitars on the wall everywhere. And Elizabeth had taken down, she was like in her 40s at this time. She'd taken down one of those guitars and was playing Freight Train, a song she'd written when she was 12 years old. Wow. And she was left-handed, and she played the guitar upside Upside down. Upside down and backwards. She didn't change the the, guitar. the strings. So she played it upside down and backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And, and backwards. She yeah. became a big, to people who are guitarist, like Doc Watson, they learned from Elizabeth Cotton from My. North Carolina, from Carborough. My word. 
look up. And and uh, one of the one of the Seegers, one of the members of the family, gave her the nickname Leba. So she went by Leba Cotton for a lot. And there's a there's a uh, you'll find her on YouTube singing Freight Train when she was 92 years old, wow. about a year maybe before she died. Freight Train, Freight Train, running so fast. It's been that running has sometimes been going so fast, moving so fast, depending on who sings yeah. the song. Here are some other train songs people will recognize, I'm sure. Randy Travis and This Train. Yeah. In the Pines, Bill Monroe. Oh, yeah. Hobo Heaven, Boxcar Willie. I mentioned Boxcar earlier. Gordon Lightfoot from Canada and the Steel Rail Blues. Yeah. Wimbley and Stoney Cooper had The Midnight Special. And that's been recorded by a lot of people. And then Josh Turner, more recent years, Long Black Train. Boy, what a story behind that song and his, his performance at the Grand Ole Opry, an unknown Long Black Train. I, I think he wrote that song, didn't he, Dave? I think yeah. so. And he was asked to perform on the Opry that song. And he tells the story, he told it to Bill Gaither is where I heard him tell the story about being introduced, brought on stage, sings the song, does an encore, and he's out the back door. He said, I was climbing the steps to go out the back door and go to my car and go home. And a guy caught me and said, you got to come back. You got to come back. That crowd's going crazy in there for the long black train. And he said he had to come back and sing the song again on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry, and that launched the career for Josh Turner. That is a very powerful song. I remember a gentleman calling me when I was on the air at a station that was playing rock and roll oldies and saying, you got to dig up this song called Long Black Train by Josh Turner. You got to find that song, and you got to play that song. And I'll never forget that guy's conviction on the phone with me about how powerful that song was. I found it, got it, played it, totally understood everything that was going on. A very inspirational song. And there's another uh, train song that has been an inspiration to a lot of people because it's one of the old gospel songs called Life's Railway to Heaven. Oh, my. I love that song. (laughs) Yeah. Life's Railway to Heaven. Very popular gospel song for Many, many years. John D. Laddermilk, also a North Carolinian, wrote Blue Train of the Heartbreak Line. Then there's the Cannonball Blues. That was recorded by the Carter family. Hank Snow had a couple of big train songs. I'm Moving On and The Golden Rocket. And we, we've talked about Johnny Cash. And I remember at the Civic Audit- that the uh, City Auditorium in Asheville, Johnny doing John Henry was a steel-driving man. Yeah. And he made about a... I don't know, a 10-minute show, a 10-minute program out of just that song. Really? Yeah, the story of John Henry. Uh, Chris Stapleton recently, Midnight Train to Memphis. Oh, boy, Chris Stapleton's hot as a bacon grease now. (laughs) Another old train song is the Rock Island Line. Oh, the Rock Island line. I got to play that one. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yeah, pull that out. It's been recorded by a lot of people. The Johnny's version is the best, my opinion. Rock Island line. 
by Johnny Cash. Rock Island Line. But it goes back to the 50s. I remember it was a hit when I first got into the radio business. Really? And uh, also there have been a lot of non-country train songs recorded by jazz artists like Buddy Morrow had a big hit with a song called Night Train, an instrumental night train. Like Gladys Knight and the Pips and the Midnight Train to Georgia. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of train songs about Georgia. I don't know what it is about yeah. Georgian trains. Billy, uh, I mean. Uh, uh, Billy Joe Schaefer. Billy Joe Schaefer and uh, <laughs> that train, <laughs> Georgia. And uh, there's, who was it? Doug Stone had. Oh. I'd rather be on a slow, slow train. Train to Georgia or something like that. And to lay here with you on my mind. Something like that. Yeah. On a slow train to Georgia. That's right. That's right. I remember the CBS record uh, advi- advance guy trying to uh, hyping that record to me. He said, man, this is a pitiful, sad country song, <laughs> but it's going to be a hit. And he was right. He was right. Smoke along the track. Stonewall Jackson. Roseanne Cash, Johnny's daughter, and Runaway Train. That was a big hit for her. Yeah. And yeah. I really believe that, and I mentioned this on one of our previous podcasts, but other than love, there have been more trained songs written about, uh, more songs written about trains than anything except love. Yeah. Anybody ever come up to you and say, Randy, I heard you play a song this morning. I can't think of the name of it. I hope you can help me here. And what's it about? <laughs> Something about love. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just. You know that song you played this morning? Something about love. Could you play that again? <laughs> <laughs> Something about love. Well, uh, we got so many more love topics and artists to talk about on Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. We're going to delve into some more great country stars like Johnny Cash and Patsy Cline. And Don't Will forget Wilson. Roger Miller, and Roger engine, Miller. engine number nine, and oh, king of the road. Amen, brother. Amen. And these train songs are all over the place. Thank you so much for joining us on Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Be sure to click the subscribe button for another episode of Hot Mike with Randy Houston and Dave Hogan.